0: Her for an acknowledgement and when none came he eventually released the doorframe and stepped properly into the office free standing thank you said dan could you turn the lights on and show him up please ah he asked if you would go down and go for a walk with him he said trying for a smile the commander said the young policeman paused hesitated he said the fluorescent lights make you grumpy Dan smiled and watched the young man relax a little. She was new here, had taken over the Portsmouth unit only a day ago, and had been away from the special investigation branch for a good while before that. Many of the younger police didn't know her, but they would get to, in time. In that case, you'd better leave the lights off, Dan said. Thank you. I'll go down now. He nodded and was gone as Dan stood and grabbed her issue waterproof jacket and tricorn hat. Commander Blackett was waiting for her outside, across the car park near to her car. His hand was moving in slow cycles from his mouth to his side and back again, the smoke signals rising after each one, confirming that little had likely changed with Roger Blackett. He took a long, deep draw on his cigarette as she approached, and smiled broadly. "'You look good, Danny,' he said, reaching out to shake her hand it was clear he would have embraced her had they not been in uniform. In fact, she looked great. Dan shook her head and ignored him. You still torturing yourself for miles upon miles every day? he asked. Dan nodded. Too bloody vigorous, Danny. Sure, it can't be good for you. You know, putting your body through that. But if it keeps you healthy and happy... She watched him, one eyebrow raised... "'as he drew on his cigarette with the intensity of an asthmatic drawing on an inhaler. "'He smiled. "'Don't you lecture me, Daniel Lewis. I'm a lost cause. And "'Anyway, I'm giving up. "'You've been giving up for twenty years. "'Ah, well, life's for living,' he said. "'All about pushing boundaries and seeing what you can get away with. "'He tossed his stub into a large, wet pile of others on the ground next to a bin.' ''How come you're out and about in Portsmouth?'' she asked. ''I heard you like being tucked up safe and warm in your office these days.'' ''I came to see you,'' he said, as though that was sufficient reason for the head of her branch to drive for four hours and turn up unannounced at her office, asking to go for a walk. ''Can we walk for a short while, then?'' Dan shrugged and waited for him to lead the way. They walked steadily through the dockyard, Blackett talking as they went, catching her up on promotions and news from the Navy police and its special investigation branch, as well as gossip from a circle of mutual friends that Dan hadn't seen or heard about for years. He was talking, but not really saying anything. They passed the carrier berths, and HMS Illustrious, the newly decommissioned British aircraft carrier. she had seen from a distance that the flat, grey flight deck was free of aircraft, "'It looked as smooth and empty as a Sunday morning car park in the dull light. "'Now that she was closer, she was no longer able to see the flight deck, "'just the sailors that were bustling around the ship beneath. "'Roger began to tell her about his time on board Illustrious "'as the Master of Arms, the senior policeman on the floating town "'that held upward of a thousand sailors when it deployed. "'He spoke quickly.' as Dan watched the sailors working on the grey passageways that looked down onto the concrete jetty, or unpacking stores and supplies on dry land near to one of the gangways. Dan fixed her eyes dead ahead. She felt their gazes fall on her, like the shadow cast by the twenty-thousand-ton hulk. Some glanced surreptitiously sideways, others simply stood up and motioned to their friends. It was as though their eyes and the darkness cast onto the ground by the ship possessed actual weight. Roger talked on, oblivious, as they moved towards the rising masts of HMS Victory. Portsmouth Dockyard had changed since she had last been here. It had grown and modernised. There were more cars and fewer people, but the layout was the same, and she relaxed again as they headed towards the cobbles of the historic dockyard, passing visitors and tourists on their way to the Mary Rose, or HMS Warrior, all hoping to see some history only a few hundred feet away from the modern warships that still had a hand in shaping it. I was hoping to speak to you last night, he said, a change in tone alerting Dan that she needed to listen.